Welcome home, everyone. Thank you for joining in on this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas. Welcome Home is a podcast where I, your host Josh, sit down for a conversation with different people who I admire and discuss whatever's on their mind, and especially focus on life at home in times like this. Wherever you are and however you're listening, thank you for your support, and once again, welcome home. Welcome, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Welcome Home with Katinas. My name is Eli, and I am Josh's younger brother, and this week I have the privilege of hosting Welcome Home with the Katinas. I don't know where you're listening from, but I hope you are enjoying the month of March uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's been pretty rainy, but we are wishing for some warmer weather soon, but we hope that your year is off to a great start. Uh, We especially want to thank our monthly partners that help support this show. It's only by your generosity that we are able to bring this content to you every single week. If you're interested in partnering with the Katinas and Welcome Home with the Katinas podcast, please go to thekatinas.com, click on the give page. Uh, You'll find a landing page where you can put your information, all the support uh, that you choose to donate to this show um, really helps us out and we really appreciate it. Josh, it's good to be here. Um, I'm excited for this week's episode. Thank you, bro. I, uh, I, it's been a while since, cause you've done this before. You've been the host of the show interviewing me. I think it's been over a year now and I figured maybe this week would be a good time for, to let you lead the show and maybe ask me a question or two. And so, um, you did a great job last time. I know you'll do a great job this time. So thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm honored and I'm excited. Um, I've had a couple of days to prepare for uh, this week's episode. And Josh, I know that you are technically a recurring guest. And I know there's a format um, for recurring guests that differs from first-time guests. Correct. However, I'm the host of today's show. So even though that you typically just do one question, um, I have prepared a couple of questions for you uh, to set up this week's episode. That's awesome. Um, So Josh, you are... A uh, a musician, an artist. We live in a city um, where there it, it's very common. It feels like probably compared to most of America um, that being an artist in Nashville is awesome and it's unique, but it's probably not that unique compared to a lot of other states. Sure. Um, and as someone who's an artist and who has a passion for music, I'm curious. In your own words, or, or for from your perspective, what does it mean to succeed in the music industry or to be a successful musician from a career standpoint? When you think about being an artist and pursuing music, what does that mean to you? That is a great question, E. So it's funny you bring that up because la- literally last night, Alexis and I, um, we went out to a dinner in Nashville for one of our friend's birthdays. Mm. And uh, there's probably 12 people there. And some of them I'd never met before. They were just, we just had this mutual friend who was having a birthday. And so we were doing the whole small talk. So what do you do? What do you do? And uh, 
I feel like this that only happens in Nashville where I met three other artists yeah. at this dinner last night and they're all uh, pursuing music, pursuing their dreams. Um, and so we kind of got to talk about that a little bit. Uh, but to answer your question about what does it mean to be successful, I think that definitely varies from person to person. So I really can only answer for myself. And I would say for me, it would be uh, just on like a baseline level, success would be to be able to pay my bills with mm. money I make from music. Um, that would be a level of, of success that I hope to reach one day, hopefully very soon. Um, another thing which I think maybe is a little more abstract and, and um, not necessarily easy to quantify, but I still think it's just as important is... Um, a successful artist is somebody who is able to make music that they themselves love. Mm. Um, and, you know, I feel like you hear this all the time. Well, I hear this all the time that if you want to be successful, you got to be unique. Uh, you got to have your own sound. You've got to, um, but you still have to have like, you know, the catchy radio choruses and, the clever wordplay and but it's got to be digestible by everybody and I don't know there's lots of rules on uh how you should make your music if you want to be successful to the masses which I think um I think there probably is some truth to truth to that but I have also I also feel like the whole unique thing and kind of having your own sound it's it's hard to do that if you're not making music that you yourself don't like. Hmm. And what I mean by that is like when I sit in the studio and I'm working on a song, I'm trying to keep the focus as if I'm making this, I'm making music that I'm just going to listen to in my car. Um, because that is the truth. One, I do listen to my own music a lot just to try and judge myself, but also like, it is music that I enjoy. And um, ultimately, there's no guarantee that anyone will ever listen to my music outside of myself and yeah. I guess my family. So it would be a shame if I wasn't making music that I didn't enjoy listening to. So I hope that answers your question. But I yeah. think, uh, again, I think that varies from person to person. And, you know, um, that's really up to the artist to decide for themselves. Definitely. I love that answer. I think that what you're describing, making music that you love, even though you're also trying to support a family and start a career and make music that's palatable for the masses is definitely a balance. Um, I'm just curious for you. So you uh, walked away from corporate America, nine to fives. Um, is, are we a month in of you being self-employed or yeah. independent from? We're actually over a month. It's been uh, a a month and a half now. Yeah. yeah. It's been... Uh, How's that been? I'm just curious. Is yeah. it everything that you hoped for? Is it... Because uh, I think there's so many people that have a dream, they have a passion, uh, but they you know, either have a family or a spouse that are dependent on them, and they have um, certain 
levels of they just need security in their lives and very few people take the leap to to leave a secure job that pays a salary to pursue what they're passionate about um you're living that out right now and we're about six weeks in what has your experience been like is it everything you hope for yeah um are you are you happy are you frustrated are you um somewhere in the middle how are you feeling uh I feel great. It's been a joy, like getting to spend way more of my time doing things that really matter to me and I really care about. And I do want to make it clear. So yes, I did quit my job, uh, my my previous corporate job. I'm no longer with them, um, but I am still working with the Katinas yeah. uh, on a part time basis. And so, uh, my I still am putting in time towards that, and obviously things like this podcast and the Cousins Reunion that's coming up. I've been involved in uh, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for that. Um, but outside of that, I do have a lot more free time. And when I say that I want to pursue music, it's not, it's not like I have somebody... Um, Overseeing, yeah, no one's yeah. giving me deadlines. Yeah, or, it's really up to me what, how much I'm gonna do, what I'm gonna do with right. that time, and so, um, it's easy in the sense that it's easy for me to get in the studio and make music because I love doing it. Oh. It's, it's hard though because I'm so used to these last three years of having like concrete deadlines and. Uh, benchmarks that I have to hit and just uh, everyday tasks that I have to do. Uh, I don't have that anymore. And so if I'm being honest, like it kind of feels like I'm just moving in slow motion. Hmm. And I know that I know that I'm doing what I need to do and I'm where I need to be, where I need to be. Um, I definitely know I'm putting in the necessary work. Um, but I'm not really seeing like concrete results. And I know it's only been six weeks, but that's just how I am. Like, uh, I, I guess it's how I've been conditioned to think over these last three years. It's like, well, where am I? Wh- what have I done so far? And so I don't know. I think it's really scary. Uh, I was actually telling the uncles this the other day that where I was previously at my previous job, you know, I wasn't happy. Um, but I was at least able to tell myself that I was on like a path, like I could see, okay, if I, I can be here in five years, I can be here in 10 years, I can be here in 30 years. Um, all of that was laid out for me. And there is a sense of security that comes from that, um, that I don't really have right now. Yeah. And so that is a scary thing that I'm learning to live with every day that, you know, I want to be producing music for other people. Um, I want other people to pay me to produce music for them, or I want people to pay to listen to my music. Um, but that's like a thing that uh, there's no like 30 year plan for that. That's just, I, at least from where I'm at right now, if, if you guys have a 30 year plan, I'm, I'd be excited to hear it. But from where I'm at right now, it's just like something you have to keep doing and doing and doing yeah. over and over again. So um, that's my answer for how things are going. That's awesome. Well, Dean, I'm proud of you. I think it takes a lot of courage um, 
to, um, in, in a sense, remove the safety net in your life that is a salary um, for the sake of pursuing something that you really care about. And I think what you're doing is uh, super courageous, and I commend you. And um, I know you're going to succeed, dude. Mm. I think that's the awesome part is, like, I know you. I've known you my whole life. And you're living in the tension right now because some days it feels like you're on top of the world. Other days, I'm sure it's like, what am I going to do next? Um, But I know who you are. I know your character. And I know you're somebody uh, that figures things out. Mm. So my encouragement for you would be, you know, even in the days where it feels like I don't know what the next step is, um, embracing the journey because there will become a day where you are doing everything you're hoping and wishing for now. And that's going to be awesome, but I think uh, you'll look back on these past six weeks to six months to, you know, it could be six years. Yeah. And um, I think who you are now and, and the the work ethic that you're developing and the things that you're dreaming about and the projects that you're creating um, will be fond memories for you. So yeah. I'm excited Thank for you. you. I'm proud of you. And I think it's super awesome that you're pursuing your passions. Thank you. I, uh, just yesterday I was listening to a song that I've been working on in my car and I was driving, uh, home from the office and I was just thinking about how much self-belief I'm asking of myself right now. Mm. And I've always felt like, I, I feel like I grew up with people in my life who told me to believe in myself and that's something that was is kind of I've always known oh yeah you should believe in yourself or whatever um and I felt like I always did believe in myself but yesterday I really had to question myself like I'm listening to my own music I'm like do I really believe in this music Mm -hmm. like do I really believe this is good do I really believe that um people are gonna want to hear it and I think I'm probably going to have to ask myself that a lot and really decide every day to believe in myself in a new way, a way I haven't had to in the past because I just know like if I don't believe in it, like truly to my core, believe that it has value and it's good and it's um, special, then it's going to be really hard for me to ever find success. And so that's a, it it means a lot to me to hear from you that, that you believe in me. And so um, that's encouraging to me. So thank you, bro. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of self-belief and dreams, um, I'm trying to segue this next question (laughs) as best as I can. Um, But I I will say you are living in a sense the American dream. Hmm. In very few countries, uh, to to the best of my understanding, um, I feel like the idea of having a passion and turning that passion into a career, I feel like that is unique to America. Yeah, I love America. I love the American dream. Part of being a citizen of the United States of America means that we do something. And it is something uh, that most people dread and probably don't look forward to. But it's applicable to this season and and, and the year. It's March 22nd today. 
one thing Americans do is we pay taxes. Mm. I can remember being a senior in high school, 17 years old. My teacher of home economics and personal finance, he said this quote. He didn't come up with it. I cannot remember. It escapes me who said this. But one wise man once said, two things in life are inevitable, death and taxes. Um, So I'm curious uh, maybe you filed your taxes. Maybe you're like me, and you, you kind of wait to the last minute. Josh, what is your opinion and ideology when it comes to uh, paying paying our taxes? That's Ooh. something I'm passionate about and curious about because yeah. it's something that we do every single year, um, and it's important, but it's also costly. And I think our listeners would enjoy hearing uh, your perspective on paying taxes. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're going to enjoy it, but I'll try and share what I think about it. Um, I don't, I do not like paying my taxes, although I do do it. And I think the reason paying taxes is. Uh, a frustrating experience to me is not necessarily just because it's costing me money. Um, But if I'm being honest, like I'm not necessarily satisfied with the way my tax dollars get used all the time. And maybe some of that's because I'm not educated enough on how it works or I hear too much stuff on social media about, well, they're using your tax money for the X, Y, and Z. But I don't know. I do feel like if I knew that my taxes were going towards uh, causes that I felt were just and or reasons that I felt like, oh, yeah, that's necessary, um, I feel like it would be easier to swallow. Like, I know that, you know, some of my taxes go to the fire department or whatever. I'm glad we have a fire department. I'm glad that if my house catches on fire, I can call someone and they're going to come here and put the fire out. Um, I'm, I'm glad that we have roads that we can drive on. And uh, I'm glad that we have schools that kids can go to and, and learn. But there's, I, I guess... I feel like there's a lot of there's way more of the things that's like man are is the you is the government really forking out millions of dollars for that yeah. um and I'm paying for it when the gut when I say the government's paying for it that's taxpayers are paying for it and right. so I don't know I think um I'll, I'll probably never be satisfied with how the government spends our tax money um but it's just something, it's a part of what we do here in America. And I do want to say this, that kind of t- tying back into um, your previous question and, and being an American and pursuing the American dream today, I, I do want to say this, that part of the reason I felt um, bold enough to take the leap that, I, that I've taken recently is because... I know that I'm not the only person with a dream like mine. Mm. Um, and I know that there's lots of people with dreams of, man, I wish I could just do this and, and try and make a living off of it or whatever it is. Um, but the majority of those people, 
they don't live in a country where that opportunity is afforded to them. Yeah. And I'm lucky enough to live in a place where it is, where I can try and make money off of making music in my, in my house. Right. Um, and so it almost felt like to me, like I'm obligated to at least try because there's so many people out there who could never, they just, they can't try because that's just not how they're the society that they live in works. And so, um, I definitely, uh, um, credit the country I live in to, um, partially to being why I was able to, to take this leap. Yeah. But yeah, there's a taxes and then I tied it back into the American dream. So I love it. Great. answer. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, bro. Um, thank you for answering those questions. Yes. So as we transition into really what the heart of this podcast is about, the mission of Welcome Home with the Katinas, um, is is really gathering, or at least from my perception, gathering people's perspectives of what's going on at home. I think um, it's amazing when we open up, uh, you know, safe space to talk about this because everyone's home life is so different. Uh, home is a subjective term. I think some people have fond memories when they think of home. Other people's uh, maybe can't relate or don't have, uh, you know, the the same sense when they think about home. Um, I'm in your home now, in your home office, home studio. Um, so uh, I'm just curious, Josh, what is going on at home? Good question, bro. Thanks. <laughs> um, I uh, what's going on at home? Well, so I am spending a lot more time at home now. Um, the way my day usually works, at least Monday through Friday, is I'll go into the Katina's office um, in the mornings and spend my mornings there working with the Katinas, uh, and then at lunchtime I come home. Roscoe is waiting in this room for me. I'll take him out. I'll feed him lunch. I'll eat lunch myself. And then kind of like I was talking about earlier, I have like, usually have like four or five hours here with just me and Roscoe until Alexis gets home from work. And so uh, it's really up to me how I want to spend that time. And so most of the time I've, most of the time I've been home, I'm either working on my own music or I'm working on stuff like this podcast or uh, so, some stuff for, for the Katinas. Um, so I'll just be here in this room actually for, for, uh, my afternoons. And then it is a little different, um, than what I'm used to having my wife come home to me. Cause the way yeah. things worked before was usually I, she would be home when I got home cause I was driving home from Nashville. And so, uh, I'm learning that, a lot of um, the um, the atmosphere in the house that she comes home to is my responsibility, and so mm-hmm. I'm always around that four forty five, four fifty mark. I'm thinking, okay, is there any? <laughs> well, hopefully, I was thinking before, but I'm trying to make sure that the house is clean for Alexis, um, that you know she's coming home to a peaceful home because I know that's something that was really important to me when I was working my corporate job was that. My life from 7 a.m. to 5.45 p.m. is not very peaceful. 
Um, so it'd be really nice to come home to a place that's peaceful. And, and so I try to make a, a peaceful atmosphere for my wife to come home to. So that's kind of what my day-to-day life at home is um, right now. I will say, so some of the things I'm looking forward to um, just in my life with Alexis is, uh, and this is, I'm not, I wouldn't have been able to do this in my previous job, but we're going to be traveling uh, a little bit over the next few months. We're, um, let's go. Yeah. So, Where are you going? so, so next, uh, <laughs> our first like small trip is next, next weekend. We are celebrating Alexis's 25th birthday. Wow. Um, and we're going to be going to happy birthday. Yeah. Happy Lexi. birthday, honey. Quarter century. Yes. We're going to be celebrating by going to, uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, and we're spending the weekend at Dollywood. Oh, um, my goodness. So that's a, a trip that we're going on. And then let me think. we got a few other ones lined up. I, I don't know all the dates of these, but it's all from like right now through like August of this year. So over the next four-ish months. Well, in August, too, we're going to the lake together. I was going to get to that, bro. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so we're doing... We're going to be at the Cousins Reunion in Oceanside, California. June. That's going to be exciting. Um, We're also visiting Alexis's grandmother this summer um, and going to... Her grandmother has a beach house out in uh, Myrtle Beach area. Yes. So we're going to be doing that. Um, We are... Is that July? I think that's also in June. Oh, nice. Um, So I said Cousins Reunion. I said the beach... We are going to the lake house of our family friend, former guest of the show, Dan Lascano. Uncle Dan. Yes, we're going to be doing that this summer. And then all of those trips are big, but like the big, big one is we're going to be going to Mexico in August with me, Alexis, my cousin, our cousin Jackson, and his lovely wife, Leah, um, to celebrate. We're celebrating Jackson's graduation from PT school and then also on the side celebrating me and Alexis's wedding anniversary. So That's so um, I'm so jealous. I was supposed to go on that trip. Yes, you we I wish you guys could come, but you guys are doing something much more important. We're um, having a baby. <laughs> yes. Um not I don't know if it's more important. It's just that would be tough to leave our newborn and no, i would feel much. weird if you guys came with us <laughs> me too <laughs> i'm excited for you guys thank you bro that's awesome yeah dude. so that's there that's what's going on at home that's kind of what i'm gearing it. up for for this next season of the year yeah one thing you said you taught i think it's anyone who's self-employed um kind of goes through this thank you and so you're experiencing the transition of having you know someone else tell you how to spend your time and you know a lot of people who work uh corporate jobs they have their weekly schedules laid out for them and i think it's super interesting because i don't know who it was but someone at some point in time decided that the uh the adequate work week for a person is 40 hours a week. So you should spend eight hours every day, Monday through Friday, working at your job. Um, And so I'm just curious. I think that is the biggest shift. You go from having 40 hours a week 
um, dedicated to there's there's 120 hours in a week, right? So uh, that uh, I think it's a lot more than that. All actually, right, we'll, whatever. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say a, we'll say a third, uh-huh. a third of your week. I did it. I did forty times three. Oh, yeah. A third of your week, Monday through Friday, is dedicated um, specifically towards a career and occupation. Um, what are your thoughts? Like when you think of uh, one thing, I'm curious is like no one. I feel like we don't ask like why should we work forty hours a week? Like mm-hmm. who decided that? Yeah. Um, how do you feel when it comes to now being in charge of your own schedule? Um, you get to select how you spend your time, what you spend it towards, whether it's work or spending time with Alexis or walking Roscoe. Um, like, what are your thoughts when it comes to like this is the amount of time that I should spend pursuing an occupation versus the amount of time that I should spend just like enjoying life. Mm. Um. Because it like when you become when you start pursuing your dream and when you become your own boss, um, you kind of get to decide like this is how much time I'm going to spend working. Yeah. Um, what's that like for you? So, I mean, to be honest, like if I could do it, and I'm not saying this like. This is this is truly how I feel. If I could do it, I would spend sixteen hours a day in the studio working. Um, not and it's just because I enjoy it that much, and it fulfills me that much. And so, with that being said, currently, I'm not I'm not necessarily seeing like uh, a direct correlation to how many hours I spend in the studio and how much money I make off of my music, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't make sense for me to, to be spending that much time in the studio. Um, I guess what I would say it, to answer your question, um, how much time should you be spending working and how much time should you be spending enjoying your life? I think is what you said. I guess that it, it just depends on like, how much you like work or not and how how much um attention you're able to give the people in your life who matter to you um how much attention you're able to give them so like i i will say this so the 40 hour work week that wasn't always a thing um before the the workers rights movement there used to be no cap on how many hours a week that you could work did you are, did you know this have no, you ever heard this? No. Okay. Well, I want to say it was like in the 1920s, probably 100 years ago. Um, the worker laborers had to fight for that right of like 40 hours a week. Because now in America, the way it works is if, if you work, anything you work right. more than 40 hours a week, you're now getting paid overtime. Right. So that's why... Most companies, they only want unless their... you're self-employed. Yeah, unless no. you're self-employed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if you're an American corporation, like that's why a lot of times they don't want their workers working more than forty hours a week because it starts costing them a lot more money. But right. it used to be like uh, eighty hours. I'm not kidding. Eighty, ninety hours a week, like that was normal, and that it's not like they were getting paid anymore for that. But anyways, that's a that's a whole nother conversation. Um, 
uh, I think I'm lost where I was. Uh, yeah, you just need to be able to find the balance between like being productive um, and being proud of the work that you've put in. And then also like spending time with those people that matter to you or at, at whatever it is outside of work that is important to you. Because I do think um, life is a, a big part of life is balance. And so yeah. um, as much as I'd love to spend 16 hours a day in the studio, uh, I wouldn't say that's a very balanced life. Right. And uh, it probably sounds really good to me, but maybe it would all come toppling down after a while. So, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? About the 40-hour work week? Sure. Um, yeah, I think it's so interesting. So, like, for me personally, I've been self-employed since I was, like, literally graduated high school. Um, and, like, the, I, I probably work, like, people ask me this all the time. Well, not all the time. On a few occasions, people have asked me, how many hours a week do you work? And like I, I feel like I always work. Yeah. Like I, I've, like conservatively, I probably work like between sixty-five and seventy hours a week. Um, but I don't know. I think it's. I think if you love what you do, like if you're pursuing, that's the thing. Like if your passion is to be, um, self-employed, to be your own boss, like the line. It's a very gray area of like what's work and like what's you just. Um, pursuing like what you care about. I'm sure you relate with music. Like you just enjoy making music. So. Yeah. Sometimes I want like I could probably say I'm working seventy hours a week, but it just depends on what you actually consider work. Like right. for me, it's like being in the studio working on music or even working on these po- kind of podcasts. Like it doesn't feel like work to me, but I guess technically I could say that I'm working. Yeah. Even when I'm not in the studio, like I'm constantly thinking about, oh, this song is this, or I should promote this like that, or I'm always thinking about my work. So I don't know if you count that as working too. No, yeah. yeah. Like, and I think probably when you're self employed, like there's a high chance that like you love what you do. Like most people wouldn't be self employed doing something that they didn't (laughs) enjoy. Yeah. Um, So, like, I I love work. Uh Like, I work all the time because I, I just love what I love, um, what I'm pursuing and the positions that I fill, um, at the jobs that I do. So I don't know. I just always, I think it's so interesting. Uh, like work is just such a huge part of our life. Yeah. Um, and we like many of us, you know, I'm, I'm 23. Uh, like many of most people work until they're you know sixty five mm-hmm. um, or sixty. I don't know the statistic on it. I know if you're retiring before sixty, you're retiring early. But like you just like work your whole life, and um, I don't know. I think it's like a lot of us when we talk about like. I think it's such a uh, it's it's just an interesting um, part of like being human is all of us work. And we work so much, but like we work so much to the point that like no one really wants to talk about like work, you know what I mean? So I just think it's interesting. I do think sometimes I'll find myself thinking about like what it must have been like to like, I think about like the Native Americans. Yeah. Like, 
really your only responsibility is like you just need to I shouldn't say your only responsibility, but you got to get your food, you got to make sure you have shelter, and you got to make sure you're safe from other tribes. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about like making money. You don't have to right. worry about paying your water bill or getting life insurance or whatever. Like you're just living uh I hope I don't know how to say this without sounding insensitive, but almost like an animal. Like you're just yeah. it's just surviving. And that's how you live. And I feel like I, I, I feel like people who lived like that were pretty happy with their lives. I would think, right? but I, I, I've never lived like that, so I don't know. But sometimes I wonder, like, I feel like sometimes people romanticize like the idea of an apocalypse, mm. like a zombie apocalypse or whatever it is, because all of a sudden like that, all of the problems you have from work, they don't matter at all anymore. Right Now all you have to do is worry about food and shelter and water and keeping your family safe. Yeah. And... As horrible as a zombie apocalypse would be, I do feel like there would be like a lot of, uh, there would be people who felt relief from not having to worry about the things that we worry about as people who work. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. I just think it's fascinating that like a huge part of like who we are is what we do. Mm-hmm. And that just, it's like a huge spectrum. Like the, the marketplace is so broad of there's people who do so many different types of jobs. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I think one thing that's super interesting, like for me, I know family is really important to me. I know it's important to you. It's a huge heart of this podcast. This podcast is named welcome home with the Katinas. The Katinas are a family. And, um, most people, including myself, spend more time working than we do with our family. Yeah. And uh, that, I, the, yeah, that is just, it, it's it's wild. Um, yeah, Alexis talks to me sometimes because uh, a couple weeks ago, weekends ago, I got to go with her to this work outing. Um, her company, I won't get into the details, but they were like sponsoring a, an event on, on the weekend. I saw that. Yeah, so there I was, went with what her. What was it called? Oh man, I forget what it was called. It was you would have loved it. It was it was like an outdoor vibe. Yeah, so so there's barbecue. So so one of the companies. I try not to get into the weeds of what Alexis does, but part of their business is they sell firewood. Um, oh. To they sell firewood to like restaurants who do like Got open you. fire stuff, all that. Got so they sponsored you. this event, and it was basically just a bunch of vendors that um were making food it was a competition they were making like little one bites um and but the only rule was it had to be made over an open flame yeah uh, a wood fire flame so anyways i went there and we were we were with her uh her co-workers and i love the people alexis works with uncle xander who's been on the show before is one of those people um but on our way home, Alexis was like, don't you love those people? I was like, yeah, you're lucky that you work with uh, such great people, honey. And she was like, it's funny to me that I probably, one of her coworkers' name is Anil. She's like, I probably talk to Anil more than I talk to you about about things. And yeah. it's, it's true because she's with, she's there in the office with them, like you said, eight-ish, sometimes more hours a day. Yeah. Uh, it's a... It, that's why it's you're a blessed person if you like who you work with. Definitely. Yeah. 
That's awesome. What is this? What is her comp? Does the company have a name? I just know it. She was. Uh, yeah, Mr. I think uh, it's called Next Companies, NXT Companies, but I'm not. Nice. They do like, there's several, it's, it's an umbrella of like several other businesses that they yeah. uh, run. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, Josh, we've talked about work. We've talked about the correlation that has with just like family. And I'm going to put some pressure on you, dude, because it is uh, relevant to the stage of life that I'm in right now. Uh, so as as we kind of conclude our conversation, um, I'm curious. We've had some discussions on the side. So one th- uh, the question is, how do you feel um, or what is what is your heart or desires when it comes to expanding your family? Because your family right now is is you and Alexis and Roscoe, yeah, um, and we love all of them. And I think it's interesting, like when you have when you're expecting a child, when you're having kids, like for me, like all I want is for like other people to have kids. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm. My final question for you, like what, um, when you think about, do you want to be a dad someday? Mm -hmm. What kind of dad do you want to be? What do you envision for your family? Um, what are, what are your thoughts when it comes to, uh, my son having a cousin? Yeah. Um, so first thing I'll say is that I don't feel like um everything i say only matters so much because this our having kids is something that um both me and alexis are in agreement on and both of our opinions matter and um so i'll just start off by saying that that everything i say take it with a grain of salt because uh, alexis is always a part of that decision making process as well definitely um Short answer is yes, I want to be a dad one day. Um, I want to have kids. I want to be, um, I want to be a father. Um, if you're asking for a, like a timeline, I don't know if I, I am could, asking yeah. for a timeline. <laughs> well, I'll say this. God's will is God's will. So if God blessed us with uh, a child today, then we'd be thankful for that. Um, and I know that we're not... Uh, it's in God's hands ultimately. Um, but if we had it our way, uh, up to our plan, I would say we're still um, a, a little bit away from from having kids. I think there's some things that uh, we want to have for ourselves, like um, we want to buy our own home. Hopefully, before we have kids, we want to. Uh, just me as personally, like I would like to be able to say that I'm providing with music before, um, before we have a kid come along. And, um, I don't know. I would say God's will be done, but we're still a little bit away. Yeah. That's my answer. I love it. I'm excited for you. I can't, I can't wait for you to have kids. Thank Um, you, bro. I know you're going to be a great dad. And, um, yeah, I think God's will. Whatever whatever the timeline is, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. I will say this too, and hopefully this isn't a damper on things, but 
um, I do want to recognize that there's also no guarantee that Alexis and I will be able to have biological children. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I hope that we are able to. I hope everything is great, but I also understand there's plenty of couples out there who that's just not in the cards for them. And it's possible that that me and Alexis are one of those uh, couples. And I also would say that I feel like kids, I want to have... I want to have kids not as, um, I don't want my reasoning to be, man, it, it will make me so happy once I have a kid hmm. or, uh, having a kid will, um, fill this hole in my life. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to have a kid like that. I don't want to have that intention when going into having a, a, my first kid. I hope that it's a place where I feel like God has put me in a position where I'm able to provide for this kid, not just financially, but emotionally. I can be a leader in, in his or her life. I can be um, a, a, a protector in their life. I can be all of these things that I think a father uh, should be. I hope that it's almost like, um, I feel like it's it's a responsibility of mine that yeah. not necessarily an answer to a problem, but uh, something that I'm called to be doing. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I'm excited. Thank you, bro. Uh, dude, thanks for having me. I'm honored that you, you asked me to interview you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to, dude, I'm so proud of you just with, uh, like we talked about during this episode, pursuing your dreams. Um, also, like I also, this doing a podcast every week is not easy, <laughs> and um, I know you know that better than anyone. Uh, but I feel like uh, the this platform has been uh, hopefully an encouragement, and um, and I don't know if inspiration is the right word, but maybe affirmation that all of our homes are different. Um, so as we conclude this episode of Welcome Home with the Katinas, uh, I would just like to say that uh, wherever you're listening from and, and whatever home looks like for you, we hope in our heart is that this hour once a week can feel like home for you. So with that being said, that will conclude this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and we will see you.